Hi, everybody. I'm Vicky. I'm Lynn. I'm Bree. And we're telling on ourselves. Happy 2021. I have never been happier to say anything in my life. Yeah, it's been a 2020 has been a doozy. The bar is set really low for 2021. It just has to be this much better, just a little (laughs) bit better to be better. So (laughs) I've seen so many memes about that. But uh, the funniest thing that I've uh, heard recently is that we can officially say now 2020 is hindsight. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it's the one year we really don't want to look back on, right? Like, (laughs) uh, no, thank you. It will, uh, well, I don't know. It'll be, you know, it'll be interesting, especially there's like the whole bunch of babies that were born this year and it will be, mm-hmm. you know, telling them you were a pandemic baby. And then looking right, like, back on all of our photos with our masks on. And, oh, I remember when I went to LA and everybody was so mad that I was traveling during, you know, like, I don't know, it's going to be some good stories. <laughs> Lots of good stories. Um, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is just what did we learn or did we want to unlearn? in this, uh, and I hate this this statement more than anything, the unprecedented year. I got so sick of hearing that. It's unprecedented times, but it, I guess it's true. So, but first, we've got a first thought wrong from Chelsea. Hi, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, first thought wrong. Uh, there's There were a lot of them um, over the holiday season, but um, one of them was, uh, with my, my roommate, um, I was told her she was self-absorbed. Um, it was kind of listening. Um, you know, it's kind of tough working from home when you've got three people in the house and you're, you're basically working and someone's in the next room and you're listening to like conversations. And, um, you know, I just kind of let loose and just said, you know, people are affected by what you're saying and your conversations. And I, you know, I kind of went on to say yourself absorbed and, and, you know, I, and then left and went out of state and, and upon my 10 hour journey, I reflected and realized I'm really self-absorbed. And, um, you know, it's kind of like when you say something about somebody else, you're usually referring to yourself. So um, I had some time to think and, you know, she sent me um, I had a Merry Christmas text and I just realized, wow, you know, she's a bigger person than I am. So, um, you know, really the lesson to me was, you know, it's important to be able to say something. And one point that Vicki made is it's not just about what you say, it's about what you think, but uh, the way you communicate with others and, you know, work things out, things are usually workable if you, if you say it in a manner and, and don't accuse someone of, of being something that you probably are. So <laughs> that's my first thought wrong. I don't know if that's workable or not, but um, I feel like that's not a great first thought wrong. I don't know. I think it's an absolutely good first thought wrong. And I can, what I can say about it is that that whole concept of would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? And I mean, that whole, to me, it's all about when I'm um, the mirror of somebody else into what's irking me about my own behavior. Like, because most of the time, if it's making me pissy, there's something going on, you know, within my brain, my cranium or my feelings that, 
Yeah, no, I can totally relate to that. It's one of my favorite prayers is about acceptance. And it says if there's some person, place or thing that's irritating you, look inside and figure out what you're doing wrong. And that's exactly, Chelsea, what you did. It's like you you gave yourself time to reflect on that. Thank God you had the 10 hour drive uh, <laughs> to help you with that. But if, it, if we can really be self-aware and honest and go, okay, this person really pissed me off. What, what, what's really going on with me that that bothered me so much? Yeah, no, that's true. And there were, there was a lot of things, you know, whether it was like financial stuff I was frustrated with myself about, or just, you know, it really had nothing to do with me. She wasn't any different than she has been, you know, the whole year. It was me on that day kind of processing either things I felt like I failed to do or, you know, reliving past experiences and not just being in the moment. So yeah. thanks guys. Yeah, it was, that was, that was where I was at, but the fourth and the, the amends, the fourth and fifth step, like the power of that and the power of just saying, I'm sorry. And, and being emotionally honest and, and open and transparent. And, and the, the conversation we had after I made the amends was really, um, you know, very powerful for me. So, um, you know, that my behavior hurt myself more than anyone else. And, and that amends, you know, really, um, took me to an, you know, another level of understanding of myself and of my roommate. So, um, it's, it's pretty powerful stuff. I think it's really cool that your amends helped to mend number one, it helped to mend that. And then what you said too, about it really hurt yourself more than anyone else. And I think, especially when we were using, we were trying to numb or forget or, compartmentalize or justify. And all we did was hurt ourselves more and more and more and more, you know, all the time. And it's really interesting when you can kind of start to get some perspective and give yourself a little bit of grace and love that you can see, you know, just because you still might have those behaviors, sometimes they still rear their heads because we're not perfect. And it takes time that we can learn from it. It's so hard to be in relationships. You know, I, I mean, I think that, um, well, I don't know. Do, do you have a definition, Lynn? Mm-hmm. I okay, do. well, why don't we do definition corner? Because a lot of this conversation is making me think about the year. So I'll hold it. Is that okay, Bree? Bree? <laughs> it looked like you were going to say something a second ago. So I just want to make sure that you had the floor if you needed it before. We... All right. Um, so what I decided to do the uh, definition on was reflect because we are going to be reflecting on and what we got from 2020, um, what we wanted to (laughs) not uh, remember, what we do want to remember, all that kind of good stuff. So the uh, definition I have is to express carefully considered thoughts, opinions, possibilities. So we're going to express carefully considered thoughts, opinions, possibilities. That's to reflect. I think that's a typical thing for us to usually do on year's end, any year. Um, I do. Um, I, I like to have that time, that quiet time to kind of um, give myself some space to, to absorb what, what lessons I learned, what I want to work on. You know, that's, that's how the whole New Year's resolution start is that we look back on what, what we could have done, the possibilities that we may have missed and how we can make that uh, bigger and better. And in that um, same vein, the other definition that I did was intentions, because I think at the end of this segment, we're going to talk about intentions. 
Um, and I'll give you that definition when we get to that, but just to give you a kind of an idea of where we're going. Awesome. Sweet. Oh, we're going to wait on that defini- definition. Yeah. Okay. So reflecting 2020 lessons learned go. <laughs> we are rock stars at one day at a time. <laughs> And the power, I mean, for me, it was definitely the power of the group and how cool it was that as an organization of recovering addicts and alcoholics, we really banded together quickly um, to figure out how we were going to continue to have meetings and stuff like that um, in the the pandemic. Because I remember reading an article, like people wrote articles about the organization of AA and how we were using how we quickly, you know, began using video chatting and stuff like that to continue meetings and stuff like that. Um, Vicki, I mean, knows that for sure. I mean, her, 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 her intention to create a one meeting for a group of 25 women turned into um, five, six meetings a day for 20,000 people. <laughs> And it, it's worldwide, you guys, it's still going strong. And like, I think that what's so cool about it in terms of Alcoholics Anonymous is that it would have never worked if we didn't already have traditions in place. And because the people that came before us, just because this is the first time we're doing it on technology, they did it when it was World War II. They went through something very similar and they had to read. And they also, you know, people that live in the in the areas that don't have a lot of meetings, they write to, they used to write letters to each other. So, I mean, there are, it, I guess what it makes me think of is that willingness to go to any length to maintain what were like our mission and, and, um, our growth and most importantly the whole the whole meaning of it for me at the beginning was to help the people that are new i mean that's really where my head was oh my goodness if i was just now getting sober what would i do what would i do that was where my head was and um and and i guess that's like our primary purpose right so it's just so cool to see even the people that are not that weren't technologically strong joining in on it it's been really cool to see that and you know the other thing that blows my mind is all of the newcomers that have never been to a in-person meeting that that's all they know and and that is i mean the the zoom meetings aren't going to go away i think that's pretty established even when we go back to in-person meetings because there's just too many people that can be reached otherwise and i keep thinking about especially when i was in alaska i was lucky the town that i lived in had two meetings a week because a lot of places don't and they did call-in meetings there um but it still was kind of sketchy and didn't really work as well and now that this is established i think about those places that are going to be so much better served now because of this and that makes me so happy to think about There's so many cool stories about people that have moved away and been able to reconnect with some of the people from their early recovery. And I mean, there's just so many amazing, amazing stories. And you're right about the new people that have come in that haven't been to real live meetings. And um, it just goes to show you that 
these steps when worked properly and and the uh, principles and the traditions and all of the stuff that's been in place, it's just, I mean, no one person thought that up. It just came. It came from, you know, the, like that's where the power of the group blows me away. Yeah, it's divine, definitely. A divine gift that we are very fortunate to receive. I think with rates of alcoholism and addiction skyrocketing this year too, our mission as sober women is going to be like, tenfold next year in a good way. Like if we can, if we can have that awareness and realization, um, which kind of flows into my, my word, my intention word that we're, we'll get to later. I'll try to remember to wrap it back in, but yeah, there's duty will call for us next year um, to help newcomers, more newcomers than ever. Uh, one of my favorite Facebook groups is the Soberinos. It's kind of based on the Murderinos from My Favorite Murder. And there's so many newcomers there. And as they call themselves lurkers that are that are sober curious, they don't really know what to do, but they know they might have a problem. You know, it starts out as maybe what I'm doing is unhealthy for me to once they kind of listen to the stories, because that's, that's the power, you know, of AA anyway, is that you can relate. It's like you find all the things you have in common. And it's been so cool for me to see all of these new people um, be vulnerable enough to say, I think I need help. What do I need to do? And to be a part of that has just, it's been so magical and powerful for me uh, personally. Well, what I was thinking of is the, is the, the thing, I mean, I guess if I would, were to say about this podcast, one thing that I've learned doing this podcast that might be the most important thing to my recovery is that pause and it is that 10 hour drive tells. And it is the, I feel like this year for me was a great big pause button on the life I used to live. And um, I don't know. I, I feel like for me, it was about showing up for other people first. I was able to show up for other people. And though um, in a different way than I've ever shown up in life, I was able to do it. and And then the the process of stepping back and then showing up for myself and then showing up for my kids, you know, and, and they all kind of like were enmeshed with each other and, and that learning process of what do we do now? What am I supposed to do? You know, there, there was no supposed to, there was no guidance. It simply was just exactly what you said at the beginning, Lynn, one day at a time. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. I could agree with the pause button thing, Vicki. I mean, definitely it feels like life just is like, er, pause, um, clear your calendars. You are home reflecting. Uh, and for me, I think that was a lot of like internal reflecting on myself and my life. And um, it was, I, I'll be honest, it felt nice to have a pause and a reset. Um, I didn't, I don't think people realize how overwhelmed and and how much, uh, how many th how much stuff they fill their life with. Sometimes that's I don't want to say it's not important, um, but like you know we do things out of feeling like we have an obligation to instead of like doing it from like our heart center, and so then it's not really like you're not filling your life up with, you know, things that 
help other people or help yourself or any, I mean, does that make sense? You know what I'm trying to say? Kind of. um, It's like autopilot. It makes me think of, we just do things without even think it's that lack of consciousness or something, the lack of like, uh, oh, I'm supposed to wake up and I'm supposed, that's why that, okay. I know I'm just going by thoughts, but Joe Dispenza, I found him this year and he talks a lot about changing your like how you brush your teeth changing how you do basic things because that's when you start to go on autopilot when you use the same coffee cup when you um, brush your teeth then do this like those little daily things that you do there's something about shifting that that helps you be more creative that helps you have more of an open mind that helps you come and connect with your heart center. he talks about heart coherence. So there's a lot of really amazing stuff that, that he discusses, but the basis or that like one little piece of it that I liked is just doing it a little different, just trying to notice that, Oh, I'm just going through the motions this morning, going down to the kitchen, going, you know, and, and really just thinking about what I'm doing instead of just doing it. I think one of the the greatest lessons that I've been given, um, and I was actually talking to Bree before we started about changing habits, and I I uh, very begrudgingly made and agreed to start getting up earlier and changing my routine in the morning to give myself a little bit of time before I go to work and start my day. And I uh, started a meditation practice that I've been fairly diligent about. Um, I would say I'm hitting about ninety percent of the time, which is huge. And the biggest takeaway that I've gotten from this is my mindfulness. And I didn't realize how much I did while distracted. And now like when I misplace something, I get real frustrated because I knew exactly what was happening. I was doing three different things and set it down and I have no idea where it was. And I tell you, misplacing things doesn't happen very often now. And it actually makes me more mad at myself when it does happen because I know what I was doing when that happened. So that has been like one of the greatest lessons. And because I'm mindful, it rolls in all that stuff about the pause and about uh, checking your thoughts when they're still at the thought. It's like, if you're mindful of what you're thinking, you're not going to blurt it out. You're actually going to stop yourself with that little cue right there and go, this isn't healthy for me. And it's not, you know, before it even gets outside and hurts somebody else thinking about that's not healthy for me. Why am I doing this to myself? I love myself more than this. And that's been the, I think the biggest gift I've gotten this year. Lynn, I to piggyback off of that, being able to catch myself thinking or having a judgment and then saying live and let live. I feel like it's been my mantra for the last couple of months. Um, and it's something my mom had said to me. And then I know, didn't we, we did a podcast on live and let live too. And that's what had made me think of it is that's something my mom always says to me and she, you know, was in the program and whatnot. And she all she also used to always say, would you rather be right or would you rather be well? And she actually had like a little craft she had made in a, at some retreat at one point and it hung in my bathroom for many years before I even got sober. It used to hang in my bathroom and those two tie in so, so well together. And with everything going on this year, you know, with the pandemic and politically and everything, it's like live and let live. I've had such good practice in catching myself being tangled up in fear or judgment. And then at the end of the day, thinking live and let live. If somebody wants to have that feeling or that thought, that's, that's okay for them because that's based off of 
their whole life experiences culminating into one moment where they're making that choice for themselves. And that's okay. You know, I, I think that's a beautiful thing too, is understanding that people just are going to come from different places and perspectives in their life. And there's, that's not wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. um, catch myself thinking like judgmental thoughts and then being like, Nope, that's, that's their right to feel that way. And that's, it's, it's cool that they do because that's what makes this world different and special and whatever, you know? So that's been a, a gift for me is the live and let live lesson this year. Yeah. I think the whole, um, very tumultuous environment, uh, like underlying the pandemic, you know, those two like sandwiched together were so, so very, um, I mean, it wasn't just people are getting sick. Then you add on all the tensions, right? And for me, it kind of helped me figure out what my opinion was. I felt I felt this, I, I guess, more time to actually think about what this means to me and my family. And what's interesting having teenagers, I know I complain about them a lot, but what's very interesting about having teenagers are they are very thoughtful about other people. They are very thoughtful about not being judgmental. And they have grown up in a very open much more open than growing up in the 80s was in terms of judging people. And and they call people out, me, my parents, you know, when we're doing things that are, that are just uh, unacceptable, right? Unacceptable. They will say it. And they have really shown me, you, they get a bad rap. The, <laughs> like uh, millennials get a bad rap. I think... I think the idea of um, being on your phones, being so negative, I think sometimes there's some power and positivity in that where voices can be heard that before we were fed things. Now, I mean, it's very opinion and you have to be smart in what you read and learn. But like I said, I felt like this year, I finally had a had an opportunity to make some... I don't know, decisions on what's important to me and what's not and how do I want to be. And I don't, that idea of not judging other people uh, took time. I mean, working through the whole thing of, oh, why aren't you wearing a mask? Judging people about that and getting mad about things. And I remember there was a point where I was sitting there and I'm like, I am being just like the people I hate right now because I'm so mad at them for not, you know, that's awful. And and I really had to check myself and get to that place where I could be accepting that other people are allowed to have their opinion. And and that was it, it was it was a process for me personally. Um I have some people in my life that have spent a whole lot of time and energy this year being really upset that people aren't doing the right things. I say that in quotations and the mask, you know, the mask wearing is a big one, socially distancing, because it is um, being asked of us to protect other people. It's not just about yourself. But having said that, some of the people in my life have spent so much energy and time being upset about what other people aren't doing. Um, and, and I listen and I watch and I think about it and they're not asking my opinion about it. So I try to stay quiet because, you know, 
I, the other thing I work on is not giving unsolicited opinions. <laughs> um, but it makes me sad that all that energy is being put towards something that is just uh, not just pointless. It's like, it can be, it can be directed in a much better, healthy way. And I don't know, is that kind of a judgment on my part? Because I do that because I think that. I don't think it, well, it depends on what you think. If it's, you know, if it's a judgment because you're saying that them spending energy on it is bad then I guess it could be. But if you're just having a observation of like, wow, that's a lot of time spent. I'm like, so glad I, I don't have to live there. I don't think that's a judgment. That's just an awareness that you're having. Um, and that's, and that's what for both sides of the coin, the people that think everybody's doing the wrong thing. And then the other side, which they think they're, you know, there, there's lots of energy expanded, like expended on both sides of it. And like I said, my gift has been to be, just be able to like see that and catch myself when I'm doing it and just be like, we all are going to think different things because of how we were raised, what we're exposed to, the people in our inner circles, the the, the, the media channels we watch. Like everyone is going to have a different opinion on it. Like I just don't feel like it's my personal personal mission to change other people's minds on it. Like, and I'm grateful for that. This year has taught me like live and let live. I I I know I have my opinions for a certain reason, and I I understand that other people are going to feel differently because of their own experiences in their life. It's freaking hard enough to figure out what I'm doing right or wrong. Like it's hard enough to figure out my own shit, let alone my, you know, what other people should be doing. I mean, that's one thing that this program and being in recovery, one of the gifts is it's not my business. It's none of my business what other people are doing and why. What's my business is what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and how I can not be a mess, how I cannot be so messy and so confused because I think that the clarity, I think, so, so this last word, carefully consider thoughts, opinions, and possibilities, right? This last word of possibilities, that word is so, such a beautiful word because we have so many possibilities and, and what I think is really cool, like some of the good that's come out of this is even though we've been pushed apart, we have we have gained connection, right? But the other thing is, I mean, and I, I don't have a lot of knowledge and I don't want to speak dumb about it, but the environment, right? The amount of driving that I've done, just me personally, my footprint, right? Has really changed. And, and thinking about what I spend and what I purchase and being, eating leftovers and being less like, what I've found is I am less wasteful. I am less um, less of a throwaway kind of person. I'm recycling things. I'm. I, it's just, I feel like I've been brought back to myself or something. I don't know how to describe it, but what a, what a yucky situation, but what beautiful gifts I think that I, I personally have gotten. Same. Same. Uh, and the last part I'll add to that is that um, I had that one big revelation this summer about how I use my busyness because it wasn't just a full life. It was a busy life. That was my way to numb myself if there were things I didn't want to deal with or think about or or um, confront. Um, I used busy as a numbing agent. And that was a big revelation. And, and 
hopefully, you know, Lord willing and the creek don't rise. I can keep that lesson with me when we do start to resume normal life again. Lord willing. So tell us what intentions mean. (laughs) Um, Intentions are an idea or plan of what you're going to do. Yay. What's yours? My word, because I like to pick a word for a year, um, is um, expand. So there's lots of things. I know. Isn't it cool? Um, So I was reading this thing and it had a bunch of words on there. And I was kind of just like, you know how um, this is my example. Our friend Dar makes amazing bracelets. When I first look, when I go to like one of her shows and I look at them, I just like lightly scan over all of them and see where my eye lands. And that's what's drawing to it. And that's what I did with all these words. And it kept going back to expand. So then I thought about it. I'm like, what does that mean to me? And it's, it's expanding my um, practice of meditation, expanding my um, new commitment to being physically fit. It's expanding my commitment to AA and um, helping others, you know, and, and carrying this message and practicing these principles in all my affairs. It's expanding my um, commitment to lower impact on the world. You know, how can I upcycle and recycle so that I'm not hurting the earth. Those are the things that kind of came to me with expanding. So that is my word for 2021. Awesome. Fantastic. It's funny, Lynn, yesterday when I was trying to think of my word, I kept going back to growth and I was like, ah, I just feel like I I, like, and I don't know why I was like, that's so general, Like I like expand. Like that is so like different. Well, it's I don't know. opening I, up uh, yeah, so many different is. possibilities. <laughs> it's yeah. like a different feeling than growth. It's like expansion. It makes me think of like how the universe is just like ever expanding yeah. still. Well, like, one of the so promises, Bree, one of the premises in the book, and I think it's the 10th step promise, but it's about the expand, you will expand. It's a promise that in recovery, if we work these steps, I, I have to find it. I was going to go get my book, but it's going to take too long. So <laughs> what's Very your cool. word? So now I feel so. like I don't know. I, I don't feel sure about my word anymore, but um, my word right now that I kept going back to is action. Cause I felt like I got a lot of um, rest this year and I, it was something I needed, but I also found myself like inactive in a lot of ways. Um, like I sat on the couch a lot and watched TV. Cause like, that's how I dealt with my stress. Like Lynn, you said you stayed busy. And when I would get overwhelmed with a million things that I wanted to do, I tended to do the, like go into fear analysis where it's like, I'm so overwhelmed that I, all I can do is watch TV to like mind numb or to, so my big goal this year is action. And whenever I feel that need to like want to sit down and watch a show or, or put on the TV, like use that as a cue to like look deeper into myself. Like what's really wrong here? What else can I be doing right now with my time? Is there somebody I can reach out to that I can help? Can I go to a meeting? And instead of indulging that um, inactivity or that, I don't, it's not laziness. I, I definitely do it as like a coping me- mechanism, but instead of indulging that, like use the program to transform that into more action in my career, in AA, in, you know, working out, whatever, whatever it may be. So I really want this year. And 
the reason why I probably don't think it's good and I want to change it is because I know it's actually going to be a little hard. That's probably why <laughs> actually I'm like, I don't want to say it. Cause then I'll have to be accountable for it. You know, so that's actually probably why now that I think about it. So it's probably the best word for me. It's the right word. Exactly. It's the right word. If it makes you uncomfortable, it's the right word. Yep. Growth is un- uncomfortable. Remember it shouldn't be easy. So action. Yeah. The stretch, the stretch is where all the beauty comes, you know, Um, so, so my word is permission and I think we kind of talked about it already, but, um, I'm giving myself permission to, uh, to be, to be who I am, to say what I feel, to say what I mean, if I need to, Uh, I'm also giving the people around me permission. I'm giving everybody else permission to be them too, because this is not, um, I don't know. It, that That's just the word that has been, been coming through for me for the last month. Okay, I need to give myself permission. Permission to take five minutes. Permission to do this, be creative. Permission to pick up the phone. Permission to not pick up the phone. You know, so there's just so many... I'm, I'm, I'm just giving myself a break and everybody else because one of the character defects that I have is I'm really hard on myself but I'm also really hard on I really hard on other people in my head um and certain people out loud um but most of the time it's in my head and um I've gotten away from that I've really worked on that this year and I feel like this uh this word this permission is um it just is so freeing to me. And I think I want to be more free and I want to let other people be more free. And I just have to laugh because I think about free to be you and me. And um, free, you probably don't know what that is. Nope. But um, free to be you and me was like a show and we saw it in school. I don't know. It was in the eight, late 70s, early 80s. Chelsea, do you remember it? There, It was Marlo Thomas was in it and there's like a song and... I, it's actually a really good song. It's, it's, it goes, there's a land that I see where the children are free and this land where we are is, I wish I could think of it, but I'll post it. It's such a good song. It's about, um, it's about just being who you are and letting other people be who you are. And it, it, it's so cheesy seventies, like love. There's what, there's one part of it where there's this, big strong man and he's singing the song called it's all right to cry and um it just there's just so many good things in this in this movie and it I remember watching it at Waterbury school when I was a kid and I just loved it and you know maybe that's when my inner hippie started was um was watching free to be you and me but I always think of it and that's kind of what I want the world to be. I want everyone to be who they are. You know, that's my, that's my wish. You know, I used to, when I was, I was looking through some of my photos and I saw this book that I made in college and one of them was world peace was the word, you know, I wanted world peace because, you know, we were in the cold war and it was just shit. Um, But now it's just, I don't know, just be who you are. I mean, and and then I can then I can decide if I want you in my life or not. And you can decide if you want me in in your life. But when what's it's all these like masks. I mean, the masks are never gonna go away. We always do it. It's like integral in how things are. But I don't know. That's my that's my little cheesy hippy dippy. 
I love it. I love it. It's well, one of Bree's favorite sayings is let your freak flag fly. Same thing. (laughs) I love it. It sure is. That and free the and, nipple. And the other freaks will come around and if they want to understand right. what they want to be in your freak posse. And I, and I think we often read the meme of not everybody's going to like you. Those aren't your people, you know. Yep. <laughs> and that's okay. And Elsie, do you have a word? Me. Yeah, I do actually. Um, presence, just being being in the moment. For me, presence um, kind of tied in with some of some of what all of you said, uh, Bree, especially the, the fear analysis. Um, and, and I also have a deep love for uh, binge watching TV. So I think as a coping mechanism, I think presence, um, being in my body, in myself, being in the moment um, and accepting all the feelings that come in, um, that, that's my word for the year is presence. Like not the, not the Christmas kind, but the actual, you know, being in your body kind. So, <laughs> so this is, we have some cool words, guys. It's expand, action, permission, and presence. That yeah. is so, so cool. I love it. Lynn, what were you about it. to say? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> but thank you. Um, I have a couple of gold nuggets. Good. We got the gold. Um, Vicki, you said um, you felt like you've been brought back to yourself. And I've often thought that this year is that, um, and it's been part of my journey in recovery anyway, is going, not just coming back to myself and covering myself. I use that analogy a lot of times as uncovering. And this has really been such an opportunity that we've had um, to have that time and that space to do that. And it's been really important. And then, um, of course, Brie, when you said live and let live and what you, the thing your mom made you, it says, would you rather be right or would you rather be well? And I'm going to have to make something and put that on my mirror because I love it. Um, those were, those were, I mean, those are a lot of my nuggets too. Uh, especially <laughs> feeling like I came back to myself this year. It was like a nice, big, deep breath. And that, like, it felt like the exhale year, maybe, maybe that's what it was like the exhale of like, whew, um, I didn't even, and I do this a lot in my life. I hold my breath and I don't even realize it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, <gasps> like, I'm just like gasping for air. Um, it's like a nervous habit. I think it's like an anxiety thing, but I definitely feel like this year I got to exhale and I got to come back to myself. Like I really figured out things like now that I had all this time, I got to figure out all these things that I really like to do and things that I'm interested in almost like too many things, honestly, for the hours in the day that I have. Um, but yeah, it was a nice reset and a nice comeback to myself and want to take like have that gratitude move that into next year so I can you know focus on giving back to others now now that I've had the great brief reset of 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was something that Chelsea said in the early early part of the podcast and it was being emotionally honest uh, with myself and I love that it just really spurred some you know I saw a neon sign when you said that I had my neon sign. And then the other part that I really liked was um, use that to transform my program into action. When you were talking, Brie, about just transforming and um, and Lynn, that the, the whole idea of expanding 
my horizons and expanding my my thoughts and expanding the way like just being open and uncover I I love that that just your whole message today was uh I, I it landed it landed on me so so thank you all so much mm-hmm. yeah and here's to uh, I told a friend uh, one of my New Year's Eve messages I said here's to a kinder gentler 2021. I love it. I love you guys. I'm, I can't believe we're still doing it. We're still at it. <laughs> Two years we're uh, coming up on. OMG. OMG. Well, tell well, on yourself, people. Yeah. It works if you work it. Yep. And here's the, if you want to share your intentions or your, if you come up with special words, please share them with us. You can message them to us um, on Instagram or Facebook. You can email them telling on ourselves three at gmail.com. You know, here's let us know one. your words so you have accountability. If we have any new listeners, you may not have heard this message, but we are always needing ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. It helps us in our standings when people are doing searches, we'll be higher up in the searches. So please, if you could take a minute to rate and review, subscribe, that would be fantastic as well. And thank you for being here. We know you can listen to a lot of different things and you listening to us goofballs. We really appreciate it. Hope you got something out of it. We love you. Tribe out. Tribe out. Tribe out. Thank you so much for listening to Telling on Ourselves. You can please rate, review, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or any of your podcast platforms. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook or Instagram at Telling on Ourselves.